This is the Mouthpiece Podcast. This is your uh, host. I guess I'm a co-host. Am I co-host to this or am I a host? If you're the co-host, because you can't be half and I'm full, right? So it has to be half and half. And I'm Jade. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) You're the host. I'm the co-host. But how does that work? Because a host is a full person, right? That's 100%. Yeah, but it's your podcast. I'm just here chatting with you. I guess. Okay. I did, that still doesn't make any sense. Percentages-wise, that doesn't make any sense. Who cares? I'm just curious. <laughs> okay. So the, let's get right to it. Probably the fight of the leader the, in the leaderboard for fight of the year just happened this past weekend. That's one Francisco Estrada versus Chocolito. And I just think that like the Chocolatito. fight... Chocolatito. 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 <laughs> and I feel like the fight delivered on all fronts. And that so rarely happens where a fight just completely delivers to all expectations when the expectations are this high. And uh, it couldn't. It wasn't going to fail. Like, it just was not going to fail because everybody knew what you were getting into in this fight. And there's, like, so many things I want to talk about this fight other than just the fight itself. But that's what great fights do. They have a a bunch of uh, other storylines out of it. But it also had everyone on the edge of their seat, Mm -hmm. I think. Because, I mean, up until... The last two rounds, it was very close. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the outcome was never sure. No one was ever sure of the outcome, mm-hmm. which is going to lead to the scoring. Atticus, get out of there. Get out of there. I'm going to yell at my dog in here. Usually, I would pause it. I'm not. I'm just going to yell at him in there. Just, hey, get out of there. Get. He said, if you just hear like a giant explosion, it's because my dog just bit a wire and just exploded. And so, well, I'm just saying, you know, he just the curiosity killed the cat. It's about to kill my he's dog. He's three months old. That's what I'm saying. He's got to learn he's now. three months. He's a baby. Okay. So, th- this fight was the outcome was never never sure. It was a lot of things going into it, but things I want to talk about right is it was the fight of the year. Like you just you missed this fight, you really missed out. And I'm starting to look at like boxing Twitter, and I'm 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 keeping up with it. I feel like I'm in the world now. Like I'm starting to see it. I'm followed by some of the guys. I follow a lot of the guys. And what what I'm seeing is, I don't think people really like boxing. What do you mean? I just don't think they like boxing. I don't think a lot of people like boxing. Like, even the people that write about it. I don't think they like boxing. I think they're like... It's like if you watch the the NBA, and you don't really like basketball, but you like LeBron James. Like, you're a sports writer? That's probably what they are, just sports writers. No, 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 not even sports writers. I'm talking about, like, the the Twitter guys. Like, the guys that are doing basically what I'm doing. Trying to start something from, like, their, their room or their house or whatever. They're they're just doing their own their own stuff privately, right? Yeah, but okay, elaborate. What you? What's mean? I'm saying? What I'm saying, like, if you were the NBA, like, like you didn't really like the NBA, right? But you liked LeBron James, and you're like, I'll watch LeBron James no matter what. And then they're like, well, let's put this game on, and you're like, well, LeBron's on that game, so I don't care to watch that, mm-hmm. right? Okay. You're not really a fan of the sport. You're just a fan of this guy, and that's what I'm realizing that people are starting like podcasts. I don't really think they're fans of the sport. They just like. Okay, but this might be controversial, but I feel... Okay, this is going to be for basketball, but I feel like a lot of people just like the Lakers. Well, yeah, but okay, but that's because of like... No, I know, but I feel like people just like the Lakers. Yes. You know what I mean? Not necessarily basketball. There's very few people that I bet that could actually... So I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is like there's very few people that could tell me different stats about different teams. Exactly. Right? That's fair. People that just like the Lakers. Same thing with the Rams. Like, not your favorite teams, but you know what I mean? No, that makes sense. I get it. That makes sense. So that's what I'm saying. So, like, maybe those people just like the team because they grew up there, whatever, right? But I think that a lot of guys at boxing, they just like one guy or, or... A lot of people are just negative about the sport. Like, they don't... I don't know if it's bitter. Like, they wanted to cover all sports. Like, I'm not even talking about professional writers here. Like, it's just so much negativity. And I just don't get it. I don't get the negativity. Um, I think people just don't understand. Because earlier, when you were talking about the commentary 
on the fights, which were pretty dull mm-hmm. this time around. They were, I think they were talking about like old fights or stuff, but actually, okay, so this was going to tell you during the fight, but it was so good that I couldn't really um, stop or try to say it. So remember last week when I said that I looked up um, Ruben Her- Carter? Yeah, Hurricane Carter. Yeah. So that when they're, um, when the people were talking about or, you know, just comment commentary while they were fighting, the announcers, uh, they were talking about like his style. So they even called it. They're like, kind of like how you do or how they were like, okay, he has a good right hand, but sometimes the left hand will go over and like, yeah, yeah. right as they say it, he did it. Yeah, yeah. And so I was thinking about that, how boring it is. And just maybe that these people, like they kind of favor, like for example, if that during that fight, I think you had said it that they favored uh, Chocolatito. Mm-hmm. And so it seemed like they were just kept saying all this stuff, and you're like, we're watching the same. Fight. Yeah, they were. They were like you know? completely one sided. Like commentary was completely one sided. But that's what I mean, though. Mm-hmm. I think people just have like their certain favorites. I think the people. The board. Yeah, people just like I don't know what it is about, but I just what I'm trying to is like the writers and everything. They're just they're not helping the sport in any way. The people that are following it to me are not helping the sport in any way. Um, there's really like. And I understand people are saying, like, these are small guys. Why do I care? And it's not like boxing is the only one that had that problem. Like, MMA has that problem. You very rarely see the small guys be a main event or pay-per-view. Like, it, it just doesn't happen that often. They're usually, like, a co-main event. And that's all right. But the UFC could build them because they put those, they put those guys with their, their stars as the main event. And then they put the little guys right below them in the co-main event. Which is all right. There's guys are still making good money. There's not the most money in, like, 118 pounds to 115 pounds to 114 pounds. Not the most money in that because... To be fair, you when you people watch like it all comes from like wrestling, right? You want to see Hulk Hogan because he's larger than life. You want to see Andre the Giant because he's larger than life. When you watch a guy and he's smaller than you, and in your ignorant mind, ignorant, yeah, you think like, well, I could beat these guys up because they're small, right? That's what people think. So that's why they have no interest in it because they just think they're so small, not gonna knock anyone out, whatever. That's what the problem is. But the problem is, it's, it, I don't care. If that's your prerogative. That's your prerogative. I'm not here to be like, you're not a real fan or whatever it is. I just, I, I just don't like the negativity. The best fights, though. I think so too. Me personally, because they could do so much. Yeah, they could do because the coordination of like being that small, right? Like, so say if you got a guy that's heavyweights, they're not coordinated enough to do all the things that, like, especially MMA, right? MMA, like, if you want to see what like MMA at its fullest, right? You would watch a guy like 135 pounds to 125 pounds and they could do everything like they literally are just so coordinated everything they're good with their hands on the feet they're fast everything it's like a full to me like if i needed to show the artistry of mma that's weights i would go to similar thing in boxing right is like the lower weights it's just like the guys can do more things and that's what this fight was it was guys doing a lot of things and i've seen people being critical whatever saying there was no uh angles whatever and that's nonsense the, the, the the what these guys was doing was so advanced that like if you were not you don't really know the sport you would not be able to even point out what they were doing they were they were doing there was little strategy changes in the fight little things that like where chocolate chocolatito uh started uh not coming forward he would take one step back to make estrada fall into him like there's little aspect changes and the and the announcers were saying, oh, he's pushing Chocolatito back. And he was not pushing Chocolatito back. Chocolatito was choosing to step back because he knew that when he was stepping in, Estrada was exploding on him. So he took away that. He took a step back and Estrada was jumping in on him, running into shots. It was just little aspects of the fight that were that were so key, right? And this fight was not only uh, high skill, but it was high entertainment. It was everything that I would want in a fight. I really enjoyed it. 
the uh, scorecards came, Estrada won. I had Estrada winning uh, seven rounds to five, right? That's what I had. I had a seven, Estrada seven rounds to five. I thought this fight could have won either way. I wouldn't have been mad at any decision. And I'm not going to be mad at a decision that had Estrada winning by like nine rounds, right? Because all the rounds were close. Like every round, this was like one of the hardest fights to score. It was close. And I heard someone say, I want to give credit on a podcast, Sunday Puncher, right? The guy said, well, when every round's close, right? Well, then if every round's close, then there's one guy that could give every round to Estrada. Because they're all close. Every round's close. So it doesn't mean that he's a bad judge. It just means that all the rounds are close. And I, to me, I thought all the rounds were close. I thought you could have built a, a case for either one. Honestly, the fight probably should have been a draw just because how close it was. But that's the, the, we need an outcome, and Estrada won it, and I'm not having no problem with that. I had him winning. Like I said, wouldn't have been mad either way. And I think that the problem is we've got think robbery because of the scorecard so divided. Well, the rounds are close. The guy could score either way. That's what he did. So... That's what happened in that fight. I like Francisco Estrada. I like to I like them to rematch that fight with Chocolatito, but uh Sor Rigan uh Sor Rivensal. I can't never say it, pronounce this guy's name. But he's waiting up next. He already has uh two wins over Chocolatito. He has uh one win over Estrada. Estrada has one win over him. They need to settle that. That's a great fight as well. And then uh Chocolatito could just wait for the winner of that. It's really no there's really no loser in that outcome. Still good fights, good paydays for these guys. Uh, just a great night, great night of fights. And if you missed it because of um, boxing politics, because you're choosing a promoter to follow and don't want to watch the, uh, a good fight, or you know, I don't know, or just a sizest, that's what I'm gonna call it, a sizest. A sizest. Yeah, like okay, you just what do you mean like by that? like the, the guys are too small, so they can't enjoy them while fighting oh, for some reason. Oh, uh, Yeah, I think it, I I don't know much, but I will say that. <laughs> yeah, they, out on a lot. They I think out. those are some of my favorite fights. Actually, is. The, the what is it 117 to one yeah 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 i think it's some of my favorites actually yeah from that class or they, that weight class they do a lot it's entertaining it really is and i just think they missed out and i don't know what people i really don't know like what they're looking for you know it actually reminds me of a little bit this is like a complete opposite of the way but in cheerleading i don't know if i told you that i did it for a couple years Mm-mm. yeah i did um i was eight okay. <laughs> but it kind of reminds me of like have you seen in cheer when they like throw the little girls up and they like do those spins and yeah it's called uh flyers flyers okay. flyers yeah because yeah. yeah, they're so tiny that's kind of what it reminds me of like it's like it takes a certain skill it's like once you're up there like obviously someone's throwing them or yeah, yeah. throwing them but like once they're there like it takes a lot of skill yeah yeah and like uh i think those those people know their bodies pretty well the flyers so it kind of re- reminds yeah, me. yeah and when like i said if you're smaller and compact uh i feel like those guys know their body 100 like percent. like they can yeah. move it however way they want they're very coordinated very uh have very good compact movement and that's why you get really good fighters you get very good entertaining fights and i really liked it i seen a lot of people hating on it um, I don't get it. I really don't. But it is what it is. I guess it's not your cup of tea, whatever. It it, it has this problem in anime. It has this problem in everything. It's not only uh, in boxing. But great fight. It's going to be fight of the year. It's going to be real hard to surpass. Um, let's go to the next fight. I do want... Let's just go. Let's go in the order of the card. Let's go to my man, the Gucci man. The Gucci man. Yeah, Hiroto Kyoguchi versus Axel Vega. Now, I told you, bet... Uh, Hiroto, because he was a huge favorite, I, I, after I scouted it, I just thought, one-sided fight, that Axel didn't have a chance. Axel fought competitively in this fight. Um, this, a lot of, the judges had it pretty much even uh, going into like the fifth round where Axel ended up breaking his hand on top of uh, oh, yeah, Kaguchi's yeah. head. 
Um, I still don't understand how that happened, though. He hit the top of his head, and the top of his head. Remember, it's not a flush surface as well. No, I know, but I'm still. I mean, even after the replays, like I couldn't see like the angle really. I was like, how did he break his hand on this? Like how? Yeah, because well, because think of the, the top of your head's the hardest no, part know, of your skull. No, I know, but like how? Which way did he it hit it with his knuckle? He hit it with his knuckle, like but it just here? didn't hit. Even yeah, it just didn't hit like flush because your head's not. You know, it's round, mm. so you would. It could. You're gonna hit like at a weird angle. I once broke my right hand on someone's elbow just because I hit someone's elbow when they went to block a body punch, and I broke my right hand. It's just it's not it's not really not that hard to break your hand. Like you're surprised, I mean, you're kind of surprised it doesn't happen more often in fights. Mm. Um, but he broke his hand, in which was a competitive fight. I thought, uh, me personally, that Hiroto was getting the better of it and uh, would eventually have broken him down. But it didn't. We don't know that was going to happen. You know what I mean? That's just me interpreting what was going to happen. Uh, but. Uh, Kaguchi goes on to win. Uh, do they rematch that fight? I don't know. I don't know if Axel Vega is going to get another chance like that. But so he seems he like a good fighter. Become the champ. Who? Oh, Kaguchi was the champ. Oh, okay. Yeah, he was defending his belt. But so, does he? But like, say, okay, for example, if he wasn't, would that automatically make him the champ, or did it just stop? Oh no, 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 that make him the champ. Yeah, because it okay. wasn't a DQ or no contest. It was a stoppage. Guy couldn't continue. Okay. Due to injury, and um, so Axel Vega. It looked like a good moment for him, like some good opportunities, and it's just bad break for him, literally a bad break, and uh, that's unfortunate. I want to see what Kaguchi goes does forward, and maybe they'll give Axel another shot, which, why not? You know what I mean? That was a good fight. Uh, that was, Billy Hunt to be a good fight, at least. Yeah. Uh, let's go to Cecilia Brackis versus Jessica McCaskill. Oh, that was McCaskill. a good one. That was a Ma- really good one. McCaskill did what I told you guys she was going to do. She put it on her, and she just out of effort. Like I said, not a lot of skill. There's skill, like there's ability that she has developed it, but it's not nothing you would really teach. It's not pretty, right? But she has a, she's going to beat you on will, and she's going to beat you on effort, and she's going to test your heart, and Cecilia Brackett doesn't have it anymore. She's just a fighter past her prime and done and doesn't have legs to keep off someone hungry like McCaskill when someone's going to come forward like that with that aggression. And Brackett is just, she's just done, and she's had a good career, um, you know, because woman fighting is not that big. A lot of, no one really knows her. Like, to be fair, I don't think, like, she's not really, you know, popular fighter or, you know, well-known or anything like that. But she she did have a good career. She's going to be a Hall of Famer. And now McCaskill, 10 fights in, you know, about around, like, a little over 10 fights in, uh, is the world champion. And she has every belt. And she's going to get a good payday against Katie Taylor. And that's going to be – and she deserved it. She earned it. She's probably going to lose that fight, but she earned it. And that's the beauty you see in boxing is that people that put their effort in and they uh, determination and she works a job while training and every full-time job while training. And look at that. Look at that. She's a world champ. Just yeah. off effort. It's yeah. the only sport where it can have something like this happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, she did great. Yeah, yeah, you had to go like football, you got to go through steps. Basketball, you got to go through steps. No one's just sneaking into a basketball court. No one's just sneaking on the field. This is a person that just trains at a local gym and gets the opportunity and is now the world champion and makes money. It's This is the beauty of boxing. So... I enjoyed that fight. Uh, she put it on Brackus, and um, I think Brackus is done. She should stop fighting, and I think Jessica McCaskill should fight Katie Taylor. And I think that's a good fight. I like that fight. Uh, fight I want to talk about the undercard that did happen. It was just a solid card. It was a really, really good card. I really enjoyed it. And that was Raymond Ford versus Aaron Angel Baby uh, Perez. And um, this fight ended up being a draw. And Raymond Ford was the top prospect to watch here. Um, Matchroom has him. Matchroom... Has a strategy right now where they're they're putting on these fights, right? And they're building. They're, they're they got a bunch of young Americans because the one thing Matchroom has England. They're mostly English based uh, promotion, but they're trying to get guys like Devin Haney, Raymond Ford, Ammo Williams. They're they're trying to find their American to get their place 
in the American fan base, right? And they, they haven't yet got there, but they got prospects coming. Well, Raymond Ford is one of those prospects. And he fought Aaron Angel Baby Perez. And they fought to a damn good fight, a very good fight. Uh, one of the best fights on the card. Probably, me personally, that's like the number two fight on the card. Um, and it ended up being a draw. And the thing that I was noticing that bothered me about this fight was the commentating was... I understand it was pro Raymond Ford because he's the prospect. And he was the guy they studied and everything like that, right? But he was in a dogfight with a guy that's undefeated and young who had a good amateur record, uh, Aaron Perez. But yet, because Aaron Perez did things that they didn't think was, you know, what a good fighter would do, they just completely eliminated him as a credible opponent going forward, right? Mm -hmm. They were just like, they just made it seem like, oh, well... Well, Raymond Ford's having a tough night, and he's having a bad night. And everything he's doing is what's making this fight close, instead of what Aaron Perez is doing. Instead of what maybe Aaron Perez has in him. He's young. He's undefeated. Why not make him also a prospect? Why not uh, speak him up? Instead of speaking him down and just making excuses for Raymond, Raymond Ford. Maybe Raymond Ford was just fighting a very good fight, a very good fighter that day. And they fought to a draw. And maybe now you have two guys. But no, that's not what they did. They undersold one guy, and it hurt the other guy because now it looks like he just struggled one night against nobody. Um, right? I guess I see what you're saying. And that's 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 no good. That's no good to anyone. I don't know why you wouldn't want to speak up Aaron Perez. This is the problem with the sport. Is it the guy goes in, the commentators go in there with their mind already decided on what they want to talk about. Instead of letting the story develop. I, to me, I think Aaron Perez now should be considered a prospect himself. And sure, he does stuff that, you know, he does stuff that's, you know, you probably wouldn't train, right, to do, yeah. right? He was just stuff that, but you, in boxing, you do whatever fits your body the best, right? So maybe what he does isn't exactly what other people would do. But you know what uh, Hagler did? We're speaking of Hagler who passed away, a legend. And we just talked about him. One of the greatest fighters of all time, right? He used to do a jumping jab or a jumping left hook. Now, you no one would ever teach you to jump a left hook or jump with a jab. But Hagler did it all the time. He was great at it. And no one's going to say, well, Hagler shouldn't, Hagler's not that good. He used to jump with a left hook and jab. You apply what you're good at. And you that's what boxing is all about, your creativity. And Aaron Perez did stuff I like. Now, sure, is he a... Uh, Sure, is he hittable? Yes, everything. But he's also a prospect himself. He's learning as well. So I did not like that. It ended up, the fight ended up being a draw. They want to rematch it. Sure, they could do that. Or they could just say, maybe we have another guy here. Let's build up Aaron Perez, like how we're building up Raymond Ford. So let's see if they rematch that. But I didn't, I didn't like the way they commentated that fight. I really did not. Um, let's go to another card now. David Benavides versus Ronald Alice. Um... Like I said, I hadn't seen a lot of Ronald Ellis uh, before this fight. I couldn't really scout him out. I told you Dan Vitas was most likely going to win because from what I seen in Ronald Ellis, it just didn't seem like he had enough to beat uh, Benavides. And I was right. Benavides uh, looked dominant. Uh, Ronald Ellis fought tough. Uh, he didn't look to quit. Looked to go in there to win a fight, which is saying a lot when you're fighting a guy like Benavides and you're outgunned like that. Um, this creates an interesting storyline going forward with... Uh, Benavides. Benavides, right, is in a camp. He's in a he's in a place right now in a weight class, 167 pounds, right? And he, to me, ha there's a Canelo payday there for a, a lot of guys that weight. Billy Joe Sanders is going to get it. Caleb Plant's going to get it. And to me, I think the big fight is going to be Benavides. Benavides will be the big fight out of all those guys. With Canelo, you're saying? With Canelo. And the reason for that is um, it reminds me of something when Conor McGregor won. Uh, Eddie Alvarez, and he said that the guy that's going to beat him to compete with him, he needs some attributes. He needs some length. He needs some power. He needs some speed. David Benavides has all those things that you're thinking of. If you make a fighter on a video game, he would probably come out looking like David Benavides. Maybe not like the physical look, but 
the build, the uh, the length, the speed, the power. He has all that. So just by like what he's physically capable of doing, it makes him a very interesting opponent for Canelo. Now I think Canelo's a better fighter, but and I think that Caleb Plant might be even a better fighter. But because Caleb Plant doesn't have those attributes, he doesn't have those things that make him stand out like David Benavides does. David Benavides might be the actual legit mega fight for Canelo. So now what I'm realizing the PBC is not going to do Caleb Plant versus Benavides because they're going to save those two opponents. I think I knew that before going in, but now I especially see it because Benavides is a massive payday for Canelo and he's a massive payday for the PBC. So the PBC is going to do what they've been doing, giving him guys to where he looks dominant like this. Uh, if they give him Charlo, they don't mind that because Charlo is out of opponents. They're going to get tired of paying Charlo to fight nobody's. And if Charlo beats Benavides, then perfect. They got a Charlo-Canelo uh, fight. And if Benavides destroys Charlo, it's fine because Charlo could go back down. And they really ran out of opponents for Charlo, right? So then they build David Benavides to a star, and he could fight Canelo. But just by the attributes alone, right? Whether I think that he can beat Canelo or whether I think he can beat Caleb Plant, the attributes alone, the look of him, the what he can do, makes him an extremely credible opponent for Canelo Alvarez. And that is going to be a mega fight. I can see it now. I can see it building. That is going to be an absolute mega fight. And uh, the stuff Benavides can do um, is pretty special. Um, I think if you could push him back, I think he would have a real hard time. I don't think he has the best legs going backwards or best offense going backwards. Uh, I think he gets paused going backwards a lot. But going forward, he's one of the best in the sport. And uh, he's just absolutely scary. I'll be honest with you. Uh, I've seen him train in wild card uh, when he was younger. And he was fighting grown men and just putting the beatings on him. So... He's a, he's a very good fighter, very talented, just natural gifts and ability. Now I'm going to go to the UFC card. Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad. And uh, we did not get the ending we wanted in this fight. Um, I told you to bet Leon Edwards. I told you to bet the movement. Um, Leon Edwards came out aggressive. He came out sharp. He looked very good. Um, takedown defense was solid. He just looked like he had, he had hit that moment. He was ready for a title shot. And then, uh, you know, what happens, you know, in the UFC is you, you have the, the fingers are out. And uh, his fingers stuck out and he poked Bilal Muhammad, probably one of the worst, worst eye pokes I've ever seen. Um, and Muhammad, from the, right when he got touched in his eye, was just screaming on the floor. He knew the fight was over. Uh, Edwards looked like he was winning the fight. It looked like he was on his way to an impressive victory. He says he deserves a title shot after that. And I'm sorry, you, you can't do it. Because I know I feel like he was going to win that fight. I felt really good about it. Uh, but... It's a fight, and if he didn't beat the guy, well, we can't act like he beat the guy. He didn't beat the guy. He he won. He looked, he, he was winning. He was looking impressive, but he didn't beat Bilal Muhammad. He hurt Bilal Muhammad. Got hurt with an eye poke, and it, it was no recovering from that. Uh, he was winning at that point. He looked good. It looked like everything that I wanted to see Leon Edwards do, but he got the disqual. He got uh, no contest, and now he's kind of at a stagnant point of his career. So he's got to get another fight to push his career along. So, how does that work for the other guy in boxing that broke his hand? And you said that they do another, probably have them rematch later, but they don't, they can't rematch for this one. Is it because he's older and coming back? Or oh, you're talking about Leon Edwards? Yeah. And it, no, they could rematch it, right? They could rematch this fight, and maybe maybe they do, or whatever. But what, what Edwards was looking for is a title shot. Oh, this, this was wasn't a be, title shot. No, no, no. This was just a, a fight to get a title shot. Got it, got and it. And this is, and Leon Edwards has been. Put on ice, basically. What I'm saying is, like, they haven't got fights for him in like a year and a half, right? He's oh, been, okay. he's hit like everyone he's trying to fight has gotten injured or they pulled out. 
all these things have happened. Uh, COVID happened and really messed up, you know, his run he was he was having. So yeah, they could rematch this. It's just a stagnant part in Leon Edwards' career. He's right there for a title shot. He's like he's been there for a while, and he can't seem to get to that point. And Bilal Muhammad was given good effort. It was you know it was still a fight. It wasn't done yet. Um, I don't know. They could rematch it. I don't know if there's a big clamoring for a rematch of it. So okay, did he run into the? Finger. What happened was uh, Leon Edwards was putting out a fake left hand to set up his high kick. Mm-hmm. And when he did put his left hand out, it's a common thing. You know, your hands automatically do it. He just stuck his fingers out because the guy jumped in on him. And when the guy jumped in on him, he jumped in on the fingers in his eye. Mm-hmm. And then that's what the eye poke. And which is, you know, you're surprised it doesn't happen more, honestly, in MMA. Um, so I don't know where Leon Edwards goes from here. Uh, maybe Kobe Cumpington. I have no idea. But I really like it the way he fights. I think he's a very good fighter. He's just had a lot of bad events happen in his career. And he's just really in a stagnant, stagnant position. I wonder if his eye is going to be okay. That's the that's thing. You never know. A lot of these guys, so a lot of these guys get never eyes never really fully healed. They get like a detached cornea or something like that. Really? Yeah. I wonder. I kind of want to look it up. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you know what it says. What's this? <laughs> For Bilal, Bilal Muhammad. B-E-L-A-L. Okay, let's Muhammad. see. And, uh, yeah, so, you know, this is a bad break. And, you know, in MMA, this could happen. There's so much, you know, so much you have to watch out for. So many things can happen. It's just these injuries are just, it can happen. Dang. Okay, so I found it. TMZ Sports. Okay, what does it say? Says, UFC's Bilal Muhammad blasts, quote-unquote, pathetic Leon Edwards. You owe me a rematch. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because <laughs> Leon Edwards was talking kind of crazy on social media. Was saying, he? He was saying he deserved like a title shot from that performance. Mm. But you know, I I understand he was winning in the fight, but he it wasn't there. There wasn't a steel deal, and an MMA can end at any moment. It's a fight. There's submissions or whatever, yeah. and if unless you got it done, you can't say you got it done because it right. was the job wasn't done yet. It was heading in the right direction though. It was heading in the right direction. Uh, no major damage to the eyeball, just a really bad scratched cornea and the lid. Okay, so he's going to be out for a while. He got stitches, and they're expected to come out five to seven days. Um, that's really all it says. Okay, so he's probably going to be out for a while below Muhammad. Uh, I, I, like I said, I don't know what they do with Leon Edwards. Um, he's just, just, I don't know, he needed an impressive performance. It looked like he was billing to it. It just never came. Uh, let's talk about my fake money real bets. Oh, yeah, and this yeah. has been a good, this was a good week. This was a real good week. And Leon Edwards was heading in the right direction. That's what, that was kind of disappointing because Leon Edwards was, head, was heading in the right direction. I bet 195k on Leon Edwards. That fight was a push. I get my money back because there was no result. It was a no contest. Uh, I bet I told you the Gucci man. He wrote to Kyle Gucci minus eight ten. I bet 500K. You say, why would you take that chance? 500K, you only get 62K back. Because I enjoy free money. And that was free money. 62K, uh, I'll take that W. And Juan Estrada, I bet 50K on him. Minus 170. Got 29K for that. So I am. I started at 745 this week. I am now at 836. Ooh. Working my way back to a million, baby. <laughs> Slowly but surely. And working my way probably to a gambling addiction with fake money. Um, here we go. So... Uh, <laughs> That's as long the, as it's not real money, we want to buy a house. That's so. true. This is this is true. <laughs> but you know, if it is real money, we might be buying a house a lot sooner. I'm just saying. No, no. <laughs> All right. So this has been the Mouthpiece Podcast. You have anything to add? No. <laughs> I think that's it. <laughs> you nah. covered all the bases. <laughs> and we'll be back later this week to break uh, preview this week's fights because we have a lot of fights this week. And I'll have stats this week. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Thank you, guys.